David Elliott is New South Wales Police and Emergencies Minister. He joins us every Thursday. David, good morning. Good morning, Marcus. Uh, mate, nice to talk to you. First and foremost, before we get on to the trip to Forbes today with the Premier, um, I, uh, just out of interest, spoke to these young, not just young, but of their varying age, these blockade people uh, up in yeah. Newcastle yesterday. They're at it again this morning. They're at it again yesterday afternoon. One of the big, I just wanted to find out why uh, they felt it necessary uh, to, to, you know, to, to halt uh, our biggest and busiest coal terminal. I know they're breaking the law. They're doing the wrong thing. They don't seem to care about that because they believe the time is right for this sort of action. Uh, but I let them have their say. I, I don't agree with their methods. Everyone has a right to protest, but they're going about it completely and utterly the wrong way, putting themselves and the public at risk. Well, I think you're right, actually, Marcus. And, I mean, what we've got here is people are just committing economic vandalism at a time when the state economy has got to be working itself to get out of the uh, the COVID pandemic. And, I mean, I'm in Forbes as we speak right... I mean, I'm in parts on the way to Forbes as we sure. speak right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and they're flood... Um, they've been flood prone, uh, and uh, we've got to make sure that we we don't obstruct any um, any trade out of New South Wales at the moment. That's, yeah. that's exactly what these vandals are doing. Yep. Well, one question I asked. I mean, I don't know what their arrangements are up there, but I, I just and I asked them, how on earth, you know, are they able to get in there, get all the equipment they require to abseil from uh, these coal loaders? I, I mean, the security up there at the port must be ridiculous because every second time I look around online, they're there. I, I don't know what's yeah, going on. It's, it's, it's not just the port. I mean, the police are telling me there's literally thousands of kilometres worth of railway lines sure. that need to be monitored. That's sure. why we've deployed Polair. Uh, it's why we've got the Public Order and Riot Squad uh, and uh, the... Uh, uh, the the police task force, strike force that's been established, will be obviously doing an audit of all the security uh, of those assets. But of course, we've got to also remember that um, uh, these individuals have no thought of their own safety, let alone the safety of other people. So yeah. they'll take whatever risk that so they can get away with. Well, um, hopefully, um, a little time behind bars may make them rethink uh, the way that they go about their protests again. Well, you're you know, speaking my language. You're speaking my language, Marcus, and that's why the police yeah. got legal advice to tell people, uh, highlight that uh, they are breaching the Crimes Act, uh, and it's a little used part of the Crimes Act, but it relates to safety around railways. Uh, and it comes with a 25-year sentence. So yeah. let's just hope the magistrates do the right thing when these people are brought before them. Yep. Well, look, I'm all for protest. That's wonderful about our democracy. But you need to do it without breaking the law. Do it peacefully and, and do it without putting yourself and, and other members of the public and, and, as you call it, economic vandalism. That should have no part whatsoever in, in protests. I mean, for goodness sake, if you want to protest, get all of your, uh, you know, your people involved in the blockade movement out the front of the joint and, and wave your placards around and do it as peaceful and, uh, you know, as, as rowdy as you like insofar as making noise. That's the way to go about it, not sitting on railway tracks, not, uh, you know, gallivanting with, uh, <laughs> with cables in very dangerous positions. Because, I mean, the rescue operation, if you like, yesterday of getting these two young girls down who were abseiling, I mean, what, was, what would happen if one of the police rescue people fell, you know, slipped and fell and there was an accident? I mean, it's, it's irresponsible. Well, that's right, and that's the that's the point that I make um, time and time again. Whenever you do something silly or dangerous, it's the lives of the police officers, police yeah. rescue. It's the lives of 
the SES volunteers when you drive through floodwaters. It's the lives of RFS volunteers and fire and rescue yeah. uh, personnel when uh, when you do some when you start a bushfire. I mean, uh, the only people that suffer in these situations are the family and loved ones of those that are in our emergency service. David, you're on your way, as you say, to Forbes. You're in beautiful parks at the moment, 2PK territory. Um, you, you're with the Premier. You're going to have a look at what's happening on the ground there. I think in the CBD so far they've dodged a bullet, but, I mean, farming communities, they've been really hit hard by this water, this surge from the Lachlan River. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm actually uh, uh, snugly um, in the back of a, a, a police vehicle with the Premier right now on our way to between... Um, getting briefed by the SES and then we'll go to Forbes to meet with the uh, the mayor of Forbes and to inspect some of the damage. But we're very conscious of the fact that some of these crops here, and, and tragically on the back of drought, some of these crops here were bumper crops and, and we've got to make sure that we can assess and how quickly they'll be able to recover and what, what assistance they'll get through the natural disaster declarations, which I've already spoken to the Federal Minister, Bridget McKenzie, about. So, yeah. Um, I, a flood uh, like drought, like fire, are just uh, you know unfortunately synonymous with Australian life. But um, you know, all credit to the local community here for their resilience. All credit to the SES. We've had nearly three hundred of them on the uh, on the job every oh, single day. They're amazing. Day. The angels in orange, yeah. we call them angels yeah. in orange, David. They've been brilliant. And and you know what? Let me put in a plug here. The the the, the wonderful former treasurer and has got a different job. He gave me a record budget when it comes to emergency services, and I'm I'm really proud to show him now as the premier what that money is going towards and how it actually makes a real difference to our emergency services and and the families and and communities that benefit from the uh, from the record investment. Well, weren't you out on the harbour showing off some other wonderful hardware yesterday? I was with the premier yesterday on Sydney Harbour, and we were showing I was showing him the four new um, uh, vessels that uh, the Maritime Command have purchased. Uh, to work alongside um, all the other uh, combat agencies when it comes to counter-terrorism, search yep. and rescue. Uh, and, of course, uh, those vessels can be deployed anywhere between Port Kembla and Newcastle. Yep. Uh, but they can also be uh, be sent out as far away as the, tw- the Tweed and... Uh, and, and Eden down the south coast. So, yeah, it's, it's a good time to be in the, uh, in the emergency services portfolio, police portfolio, because we're seeing the benefits of, uh, of a couple of strong years of, of financial investment.